1: bring you right to the scene in Jerusalem. Because the Roman Empire dominated the world at that time, Israel did not have sovereignty in its own land. They were under Roman rule. But the Romans did give the Jewish people certain jurisdiction, whereby they could bring an accused person to the Roman governor and make the case that the accused should be sentenced. Jesus had been irritating the Jewish leaders for several years in his public ministry, mainly because his message completely contradicted theirs. They were all about rituals and outward appearances, while Jesus preached true righteousness and the condition of the heart. The more these religious leaders heard what Jesus was teaching and saw what he was doing, the angrier they grew, and the more vehemently many of them wanted him eliminated. They began to watch for someone among Jesus' followers who would be willing to turn against Jesus, and it seems they found a potential turncoat less than a week before Christ's crucifixion. Jesus was eating a meal in the town of Bethany, just over the hill from Jerusalem. There were many people there, including some of the Jewish religious leaders. At that gathering, a woman named Mary, one of Jesus' most devoted disciples, brought a container of very expensive scented oil. She poured some of it on Jesus' head. Then she sat on the floor and began to cover Jesus' feet with that oil and wipe his feet with her own hair. The beautiful scent of the oil filled the room as everyone sat there, confused at Mary's strange actions. Finally, one of Jesus' disciples spoke up, Judas. Judas was the treasurer of the disciples. And Judas said, Jesus, why are you letting her waste this very valuable oil? We could sell this and use it to help a lot of poor people. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She's doing this in preparation for my burial. But who is watching this whole scene of Mary anointing Jesus and Judas objecting? The religious leaders were. They had found their traitor. A few days later, they went to Judas in private and offered him 30 pieces of silver if he would help them capture Jesus. Judas did help them. Jesus was arrested in one of his favorite places of prayer, the Garden of Gethsemane. The religious leaders held a mock trial with false accusers they had hired. They found Jesus guilty of blasphemy and threw him in jail for the night. Early the next morning, a large group of them brought Jesus to the Roman governor, Pilate. As they made their accusations of blasphemy and treason against Caesar, Pilate waited for Jesus to defend himself. But Jesus didn't say a word. Pilate said, These are serious accusations. Aren't you going to say anything? But Jesus said nothing. Pilate turned back to the religious leaders and said, This man isn't guilty of anything. They objected. He's been preaching his blasphemy and treason all the way from Galilee to here. Galilee. That was Herod's jurisdiction. Pilate saw his chance to get out of this controversy. He sent Jesus to Herod, who was visiting in Jerusalem at that time. Herod was happy to finally see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus do some magic tricks. But Jesus wasn't a magician. He just stood there silently before Herod, as the religious leaders accused him. So, Herod had his soldiers rough Jesus up. He put a fancy robe on him in mockery, and he sent him back to Pilate. Meanwhile, the religious leaders had been gathering a crowd, getting them riled up, instructing them to call for Jesus' crucifixion, and assembling them at Pilate's court. When court was back in session, Pilate tried everything he could to release Jesus, especially when Pilate heard that Jesus had claimed to be the Son of God. Pilate's own wife sent him a message saying, I've had the strangest nightmares about this man Jesus. Please, leave him alone. Finally, Pilate washed his hands of the whole thing, and he told the crowd, You crucify him! I find no fault in him. Pilate had Jesus brutally beaten, nearly to death. In mockery, the Roman soldiers made a crown out of long thorns, put it on Jesus' head, and used a stick to beat it down into his skull. They led Jesus through the streets, outside the city walls, To a place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull, where they executed criminals. They nailed Jesus to a cross and watched him die slowly. There, Jesus took upon himself the sins of everyone who has ever lived. The only human who had never sinned, never rebelled against Almighty God, he, as Almighty God, became the very embodiment of sin. He was sacrificed for us, not just physically, but spiritually. At about noon, for three torturous hours, the world went pitch black, as God the Father, in His holiness, turned away from His only begotten Son. Jesus, abandoned by God and man, cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? We will never comprehend the price that Jesus paid for us there. When it was all over, He cried out, It is finished. And then, Father, Into thy hands I commend my spirit. Jesus bowed his head and died. God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christian, thank God every day that Jesus died for your sins. Then tell someone else about it. Stay the course.